startups that are bootstrapped, they're really businesses already. The problem is when you do that, you're most likely going to hire awesome people who are going to do awesome things. To me, that's that's maybe there's a way to just kind of start over a little bit. Hey, listener, this is Out of Beta. My name is Peter Soom, and my co-host is Matt Wensing. Matt is the founder of Summit, and I'm the founder of Reform. And in this podcast, you get to follow along on our startup journeys. If you're a new listener, don't forget to check out our website on outofbeta.fm to find our entire back catalog. Hey, Matt. Hey, Peter. How you doing? I'm good. How are you? Great. I just... Uh hit record because you started sharing updates oh yeah and i was like no this is uh this is this is podcast content we should start recording that's, that's funny true unintentional <laughs> but true yeah. yeah 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 how's uh how's things around the Wens- yeah. wensing house yeah well i was telling you that i i haven't listened to some podcasts recently that i normally do because I'm in this like heads down mode and I mostly just want to listen to music or like I'm kind of in a create and output mode as opposed to bring in thoughts and ideas, uh, consumption mode. Um, so kind of, yeah, we're, we're in a crunch time. Um, yeah. Things to the ones, things to the Wensing house are good. <laughs> a new yeah. idea could like crash you right now, <laughs> destroy everything. <laughs> yeah. The, the only people I'm taking ideas from right now are the team. So if somebody, yeah. someone on the team has an idea and they have like all that context in their head, great. But there's like the odds of somebody, and we know what this is like running startups, right? The odds of somebody external to you says anything worthwhile is highly dependent on how much context they need to have for it to be worthwhile. Like somebody the other day uh, read something I posted on Twitter and they're like, very, very nicely. I mean, kudos to them for, for saying it so diplomatically, but they're like, so have you considered updating your website to reflect this new this issue? It's like, oh, no, I hadn't. It's like, yeah, I've been working on that for like three months. <laughs> so, but yes, thanks for the idea. It's very useful. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's cool, though. Yeah. How is it going over there? Pretty good. Um, really busy these days. Um you know, I took on the tailwind gig and I was like, yeah, this, this could be fine. Like I'll work less on reform for a while. And, um, hmm. and Bjorn will be full time with the caveat that he was going on vacation for like two and a half weeks. Hmm. So, um, there's just me for everything. And, uh, what's that? I'm like? Definitely feeling that. And then because of so many people are in vacation mode, like, you know, like there are a bunch of like family things and like, just kind of like, things i have to do mm-hmm. <laughs> that i want to do as well of course um but there's just not enough, enough time mm-hmm. yeah so uh, but otherwise things are good uh people are around here are happy and healthy so i think that's good awesome um let's uh let's talk about eduflow for for a minute mm-hmm. our sponsor and i think what i want to say about eduflow today is like I was just, I keep thinking about like what it is and how like it, 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 it is, how it's relevant to our audience. I think it really depends on who ends up using it because it's so flexible. So it's kind of like who's a reform for it. Like I have a hard time like explaining that because it's like, yeah, it kind of depends, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> who's Google Sheets for, you know? Yeah. Um, so, um, but yeah, what I thought is like if, if you, have something in your organization that you would like, like some knowledge that you would like to pass on to someone else. Like, let's say like the way you do sales calls or the way that you use notion in your organization, something like that, that would be like nice to share with other people. Like for example, new people or contractors or whatever you're working with. Um, Eduflow is like a really, really cool tool for that because you can make these like really nice courses. Basically, I think, Mm -hmm. I would be pretty impressed if I started working somewhere and there was like a library of like online courses I could take for stuff I needed to know about the company. Oh yeah. And especially like you know when you look at the Eduflow website it's like pretty clear that they that one of the co-founders is a designer. Um yeah. And the other one is like a math PhD. 
machine learning Good guy. Combination. Yeah. So um, yeah, it's it's a pretty pretty strong component. The third one is a programmer. So yeah, I would encourage anyone to try it out if they have that sort of use case or like need in their company. And the nice thing is if they go to edgeflow.com slash out of beta, they get 50% off for the first year, I'm pretty sure, is the deal that they put together for us. And there's a nice out of beta branded landing page as well. It looks nicer than our own out of beta website, which kind of annoys me. <laughs> Great. And yeah. And if people haven't listened to the part one of our interview with the found one of the founders of Edgeflow, it's it's a it's one of the better podcasts we've we've made so i really yeah, i felt really good about to that listen to that yeah yeah i listened to it and kind of just forgot that it was us and just really like got into the story one more time and got really excited about it yeah and i mean it was his his story which was uh yes yeah. it's great yep yeah and the fun thing was that i i didn't i almost didn't share anything with you before so yeah like you basically knew nothing but when I talked to him, like he, he, he knows a lot about Summit because he's a listener of the podcast. So he kind of knows, like he mentioned a few things. He's like, I think Matt might find this interesting. And I was like, yes, he's going to find that very interesting. And as soon as we got to those parts, like I could just see you got like completely fired up. And it, I, <laughs> that was really like fun to like see that. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. Kindred, kindred product spirits for sure. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so uh, edgyflow.com slash out of beta to learn more. Cool. I um, I have a bunch of things, or well, it's more like a one big, like hairy thing that I kind of just want to get off my chest and just kind of like open the gates a little bit. <laughs> if okay. you're up for it, I kind of teach you a little bit. Yeah, I'm excited to dive in. Yeah, um, this is what happens when Jason Cohen releases a new uh, long form article. <laughs> oh, it's a good one. His other block that a lot of people don't know about, <laughs> the long-form Jason Cohen one. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's yeah. great. There's so much good stuff coming out uh, just this year alone. It's like pretty insane. So um, he released an article recently called Rocks, Pebbles, and Stones. Mm-hmm. Or Sand, sorry. Rocks, Pebbles, and Sand. It's yeah. the, yeah, I think everyone knows about the metaphor. I think it's made famous by, uh, you know, Stephen Covey and... Uh, seven habits of highly effective people or something like that mm-hmm. um i read that article uh yesterday and the day before because quite long <laughs> um i i think it's like a top five startup blog post for me maybe top 10 it's really really good and it, mm-hmm. it kind of talks about like kind of like the almost like the venn diagram of like strategy and product management and Mm -hmm. i think a lot of stuff i've read is like very focused on one or the other but this is like this kind of like talks about how they uh interact with each with each other um i really really enjoyed the the post so we'll link to it in the show notes so people can check it out if they haven't already i also tweeted about it and i also kind of like i i joked uh with you that while I was reading the article, like I was, I was, a thought occurred that like, I wonder if Matt got like an advanced copy of this because it's so similar <laughs> to a lot of the stuff you've talked about uh, with your um, like rebuilding and kind of like pivoting and rethinking what Summit is. So I feel yeah. like, well, you've had Jason Cohen as an investor in a, your previous company, right? And you, mm-hmm. so you kind of know him. First of all, like, have you seen the the post yet, or is it still in I, your uh, bookmarks? No, I I did devour it uh, this morning once I heard we wanted to talk about it. And what do you think? I really liked it. Uh, it was actually the second time I tried reading it. The first time I tried reading it, I thought I was getting a typical like startup fluff piece, and I started to scroll through, and I'm like, let me just start skimming. <laughs> and then I got about one page, and I'm like. Uh, no, I need to actually like, read this. And then you recommended it. And I I did what I do with a lot of articles that I want to like really focus on. I actually listened to it uh, on audio uh, as I was taking a walk and kind of replayed it a few times. And oh yeah, it's very, very Jason Cohen because what Jason does a lot 
of times is he adds a dimension to like a maxim or a kind of cliche or an adage that you're used to hearing all the time. But then he adds this dimension that actually creates all of the nuance and value, which is like, oh, you know, like this is true, comma, except for when, you know, blank. And then you're like, oh, okay. Like now it now it actually makes sense. It's not just like this dumb, you know, uh, generic advice. And so in this one, I thought it was really great because we always talk about prioritization. But I felt like he was capturing the thought that I've been kind of living out with Summit, but not because of this article, like I didn't get an advanced copy. It was just the dominant thought in my mind all throughout building this company has been essentially his maximize impact um, uh, goal here, which is like, how do we maximize impact? And so he talks about these, these uh, you know, different kinds of work and I'll say one more thing on that front. Like one of the first things I learned professionally was this phrase called work selection. That's what they called it. And I like that phrase because it was better than prioritization because prioritization kind of sounds like, oh, you have this list of things and you sort them. With work selection, it was this, uh, it was at my first job as a, where I was a software engineer and somebody said that that's what the vice presidents got to do was work selection. And what they meant by that was like, they actually get to decide what work we even saw or got to consider. And it didn't even sort of enter the picture until it was selected, right? And then ultimately we would present all these ideas and then they would very carefully select what got done. And I was like, the first time I got introduced to the thought of, obviously you're not doing everything you could be doing. And you're being very deliberate about the stuff you are doing and very deliberate about what you're going to reject or not do. And it was a it's kind of a crushing environment for a newcomer in a way because you'd have all these ideas about ways you can make things just a little bit better. <laughs> but this is a 100-year-old company. So a lot of the ideas to make things a little better weren't like, yeah, those got done. But when they presented five things at the annual meeting, like to be one of those five, it had to be like significant, you know? And so it just kind of created this thing in my brain of like, not all improvements are really worth presenting at that meeting, right? Anyway, that's kind of what I think he gets into here with the with the metaphor. Um, so yeah, I really liked it. I think my main takeaway, or well, I think why it really like touched me is like it, it kind of like put into words, like maybe something I've felt recently with the reform. And like any good uh, Jason Cohen blog post, it's like you almost have to like crawl the blog post because he links out to like, <laughs> you know, every other sentence is like a link to another yeah. Jason Cohen blog post. That's so good. Uh, so it's a really deep hole <laughs> that you can end up in. The, so basically he talks about rocks. as like these like really strategic things that's like you're kind of like, it's like open heart surgery almost sometimes or like at least like a really big thing. And I think of your like, Okay, let's uh, let's reinvent. Oh, let, let's like reinvent a new uh, language to like interact with our product, like a programming language, like you did with Summit. <laughs> like really yeah. big things, um, or yeah, and mm. and and then he's also saying like if you don't know what that is, and if you're like struggling to find out like what that should be for like the next six months or the next year, it's it's like the problem is you don't have a good idea or a great idea. And that's like your main problem right now in like your business is that you actually don't have a great idea and you, and you don't know like what you want to, in which direction to go basically. Um, and then he has these, so that's the rocks, right? And the pebbles are more like, they're still um, impactful and he talks like the way he kind of describes these different uh, types of work is like how you measure your output basically. So with pebbles, like you would still measure, measure their ROI on like kind of like the, the time you put into working on, on the, on the pebble. Right. Whereas mm -hmm. with the sand, you just want to churn out as much as possible. So you don't really like measure the ROI of the individual sand, but like the, the rocks are like these really big things. I feel like, um, kind of like the way I thought about it is like if you end up working too much on like sand and pebbles that is like that is why a lot of startups start out like 
you know, hundred uh, percent growth, seventy uh, percent growth, fifty percent growth, thirty percent growth, uh, down to like, oh, we grew two yep. percent last month, and we don't know like yep. how to get that back to like the old level. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And how That's that kind of ties into what I feel about reform right now is basically, and maybe where this type turns into more of a therapy session is like. You know, we're at a, like, I feel like with reform, like, we're at a really dangerous spot right now. Like, we have um, somewhere between 150 and 200 paying customers right now. And a lot of them are giving us feature requests for stuff they want us to do or even stuff they want us to fix. And we're only two people, so we could easily spend all our time doing what they're asking us to do. The, I think the problem is right now, like, if we don't figure out what the next rock is to work on that's basically going to kill us because we're just there is endless work with just like um you know working all these feature requests and stuff like that but none of them are really like strategic or like some of them are pebbles a lot of them are sand but none mm-hmm. of them are really rocks you know yes i i i will interrupt to share a thought i've been having is uh if we had listened to if we were customer-led, we wouldn't be where we are today. And I know that I think that's you would like, have a really nice version of Summit V1. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And it'd be okay, be fine. Wouldn't be worth like investing my life and time into. But some cost those customers would be super happy. Those like fifty customers, you know. So, yeah, yeah. So. I think like it's like a it's like an internal struggle like in my head as well as like um as an example like yesterday uh, one of our customers was having trouble with the CSV export function in reform and it's something like it's not something a lot of people use and it works for most people it's it was kind of bad it had like an n plus 1 uh, situation going on so mm-hmm. if you had a lot of responses plus a lot of fields in your form it would basically just die when you try to export it and then mm-hmm. i had like so the the first version of the fix that i made like a year ago was that i would just like do it with i had a command to like run it um for people mm. that could mm-hmm. run for longer times but then like so then like this customer uh, asked me yesterday and he like quoted me from like april and he's like is this still not working and it just kind of <laughs> burned mm. into my soul mm. and mm-hmm. I was not planning on working on this while Bjorn was on vacation and I didn't really have time to do it, but you know, it kind of like, uh, it gave kind of like gave me the madness and I just spent like some hours a day and really like some really hairy parts of the code and I, and I kind of fixed this, but it also cost me half a day. Um, and you know, there are a lot of things <laughs> that I could do that takes half a day or a day. And from like one single customer's perspective, like it's like why why doesn't he just fix it? Like especially like if it takes half a day. Yep. But it's like if I do that for a quarter or like for six months, the 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 product will be more polished, but it'll basically be the same place. Like it'll be serving the same customers, and mm-hmm. the same like it'll have the same like positioning issue, or you know still like kind of like the lack of vision. And I think maybe this problem was like born into reform from the beginning because it didn't really start with like a big vision. It kind of just started with like, okay, let's like organically like find a new idea by talking to people and then kind of like see how fast we can build the stuff they want. Um, yeah. So we are a bit of a like, I feel like we're a bit of a like startup in search of a, a bigger vision. <laughs> yeah. I feel like the vision would guide the rocks, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Actually, that reminds me of Eduflow, uh, the conversation we had with him where I asked him what his vision was. And he was like, vision? I mean, it was, we we needed this thing to be better. And so we made yeah. it. Yeah, it's... Uh, yeah. And yeah. I, I mean, I compare myself a lot to SavvyCal because Derek and you, but especially Derek, Derek was like really impactful in like coming up with the idea for reform and like um, ha- was kind of like our genesis customer whatever you want to say so and we did things in a very similar way um but he just land like when he launched and he launched on product hunt and you know kind of like with his positioning and everything he just landed a different place 
So after that, for him, there was like a clear path or not, it's never clear, but like a more clear path of like, okay, I'm basically, I'm ramen profitable and it's growing and, you know, I can like, there, there, there's like a clear direction and more of a vision. With reform, it's more like, okay, we landed here. It's not quite enough. It's not bad, but it's not enough. And it's not growing that fast and it's not clear kind of like where we need to go next. Yeah, it it is that math problem of, you know, anything that, well, here, here's the vision question that you could start with, product aside. The product and the startup that you're starting are really in service of a different vision, which is your life and what you want out of your life <laughs> for you and your family, right? And so if the startup is just a vehicle for that vision, then you do have a shape of what this, how big this needs to be, what this needs to be to support that. And so I think like a lot of startups, indie startups, not VC funded because they, they, this wouldn't work for the model, but the goal is really just to have a little side income or something extra. Right. And I think for reform, it's definitely not that it's not, I need to build, you know, a MailChimp or a billion dollar company, but it's also not, yeah, I just want to have this be on the side. Like this is a, a hobby project, right? So, so reform really has to grow into those expectations, and therefore, you have to develop a vision of what, how big, what kind of product does the market need to fulfill that vision, <laughs> which is really about me and my employees and what they want out of life. Reform isn't your like calling; it's just a, it's an instrument to get to where you want to go, right? Yeah. So, so yeah. how do you fill that? How do you fill that vision? Like, what is what? What does it need to be? <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's uh, that's hard for me to say. Like, spe- specifically, what it needs to be. Um, but well, from a revenue generation said, like, standpoint, I think it should be relatively straightforward. Like, you want it to provide really well for you and a team of some size. Like if this were a convert kit style business, <laughs> you'd be really happy. Even if it was like, you just want it to be on the way to something like that as opposed yeah, to. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the, it's kind of like born out of the, like the tiny, tiny seed thesis, right? So it's like somewhere between five and 20 million a year would be like a mm-hmm. good outcome. Yeah. I, I think like what you said kind of like just made me think that like every time I've talked to Rob Walling, which I did the other day as well. Um, but you've also said it many times to me, but he always says like, I mean, you just kind of like, you you have to be like more clear about like why people should want to use a reform and how it's different and like, what are your, and, and, and that's kind of also a lot like what you've been talking about with Summit is like, okay, what are the features that are like going to make us stand out like, like 10 times <laughs> from the competitors? Instead yeah. of like, it's like 50% better than, than this mouse trap. No, it's like, it's going to like, it, you know, it's going to like remove mice from the face of the earth or something like that. It's like, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. It has to be like really, really obvious why it's like, you know, like this is, you buy this if you never want to see a mice, a mouse again. <laughs> yes. Yes. In your life. And that, that's right. And uh, I agree. I think... It's funny, uh, Savvy Cal Reform and Summit were at one point sort of all in the same place developmentally. Savvy Cal is now, you know, excitingly out there somewhere uh, in terms of just clarity of who it's for, what it is, what's next. You know, kudos to Derek. I feel like Summit is finally at the point where we know, and the, the new website will attest to this, but like who we're selling to and why they in particular it's the it's such a logical rational not even emotional choice but like this is this is better and cheaper of course i should buy this right and for reform it's there's a better aspect to it but it's so hard to nail down the for whom and when and why part yeah and i think you've got like a little bit but it's incrementalism as opposed to a leap forward somehow right now. Yeah. Kind of like, so one thing Jason said in his essay is, 
and I don't remember exactly how he put it, but I'm pretty sure he said something along the lines of like, if you, if you, if you have something that you're thinking like this, like this would take us to the next level, but I'm like, I'm scared to do it. Or like, this is, it's going to be too hard or it's going to be really difficult. Or like th- this would require like, you know, everyone kind of like, you know, throwing whatever they have in their hands and like start to work on this for like the next six months. I feel like he said somewhere in that essay, like that's probably what you should work on. Like if there's one big thing that scares you and, and it's like the old, like, you know, the, the magic happens outside of your comfort zone. Like I always tell my wife that jokingly and she gets like, she rolls her eyes. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it's so true. And it's, I've been, I've been saying for a while now and that, I want to like just kind of like keep reform where it is now and just like try to increase the top of funnel. I think that is, well, when I talked to Rob the other day, it was like, that is one way to do it. It's like a hard way to do it or in a slow way. So, and I don't, I don't think it hurts doing that, especially now that I'm like trying to outsource a lot of it. But at the same time, I feel like, like actually like my job right now is to like, you know, like go to a remote island for, however long it takes and like figure out like what would be like this like what would be like a, a the biggest bet we could make with reform and then like to be even more like transparent about like how i'm feeling right now you know i've been talking for a while now on the podcast and my investor updates and stuff like that about like how we are like the runway is like it, it challenged <laughs> by the end of this year uh, it helps mm-hmm. now that i have a, a job somewhere else um at least for a while but it, you know so and and basically like if and I, I think we said like a few episodes ago like if this is not working in a year or something like that like maybe probably won't be working on it at least not full-time anymore and but then, so then when I had that thought about like, okay, I need to figure out like what the big swing is. I was like, but does it make sense to make a big swing if you're like have one foot out? And uh, and then I kind of realized, <laughs> you know, I, it's, it's base, it's all, it's basically like in the next, like it's now that I have to make that decision if I'm in or out, because if I'm out, I might as well stop now or like in three months or whatever. But if I'm in, like I need to actually be in and like make a big swing because otherwise it's just a bun- like a big waste of time that's kind of like how i'm thinking about it and it, it just became like really obvious to me after reading jason's essay it's like you can't like you can't half ass it like basically <laughs> if if you want to take mm. a big swing like that's not how you take a big swing yeah, I, I, I like the swing metaphor. I hope it works outside of American baseball, uh, maybe <laughs> golf or something, but it's like uh, cricket. But I think um, that a lot of people are afraid to push in the clutch and shift gears. That's like my other favorite metaphor for this is like, yeah, you have to like disengage from sort of the current train of thinking and the current efforts and tell a bunch of people, no, we're not going to we're not working on that right now or you know we have other things that we're working on you have to disappoint people for a while to work on a rock and deliver it but no one cares about you shipping the rock nobody that's currently half or 80% happy with what you have now is really asking you to do 100% more like it's just not in their heads that you would need to do more like I'm they're totally happy and so in a funny way you've created this thing that you're not you're 10% happy with and they're 80% happy with <laughs> and you're sitting there going so if I build out the next 20% for you or 5% now I'm going to be 15% happy with this right like you're nowhere close to being fully satisfied with your own company and product meanwhile they're like B plus man A minus like we're almost there and you owe it to your so who do you owe it to you don't owe it to them but you owe it to yourself and your investors and your team to try for something bigger because if your goal is to get to a thousand you're at the number five (laughs) you have to double over and over again like this is jason's point i think in my terms if the thing doesn't have a chance of doubling 
or tripling your current situation. And your vision is to be a hundred times more, which is true. Actually, if you go five, 10 million revenue, you're talking a hundred plus times more where, where you are today. You can't get to a hundred X going 10% at a time, 5% of a time. You've got to like, you just got to start hitting doubles and triples, you know, for a while. Right. Um, and what you're also saying, what I heard you say is it's not worth the effort or it's not worth the time. And I think that's that's sort of the short way of saying, oh yeah, even if I just make this a little bit better, it's never going to get to where I want it to be. So like, why am I doing this then if yeah. I'm not giving myself a chance, right? Yeah, exactly. And like, so I think basically what I'm saying is like, if we if we take reform into maintenance or like optimization mode right now we're Mm -hmm. dead like we're on the on a on a death track basically because Hmm. it if if we so and 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 what that that means is like when a a lot of the times when a customer like yesterday tells me for the third time that the csv stuff isn't working that was embarrassing and i did fix it today because that's not, not how i normally roll um but when when that happens, like a lot of the times, like you kind of have to say, I understand that you want it to work, <laughs> but it's it's impossible for us to prioritize it right now, um, because otherwise you're just spending your time on like maintaining stuff that is not like uh, super valuable, basically, and yep, and like to yeah to be like even more like clear about what I was trying to say earlier is like. When I th- when I was thinking about this, I had a lot of thoughts because they're about like other people's kind of thoughts because there are like other people involved in reform. Like there's Bjorn, uh, there are investors and customers and stuff like that. And and what do they think and what do they want and like what does you know Bjorn think about this or like what does my investors think about this? And I, I just kind of realized it like step one in for step one like it doesn't really matter what they think like it all that matter is like me figuring out what i want to do because if i know what i want to do i can tell people what i want to do and what i don't want to do and then <laughs> they can decide if they want to be part of that journey but like s- designing the journey uh after like other people is like not the right way to design this journey is like it has to be like the journey i'm excited about and then whoever is like excited to be part of that journey can join me you know that's right. Absolutely. And you help them then see the same destination. And that's ultimately how you grow leaders within your company, et cetera. But you have to be the first leader and you want to be led by a vision that's big enough to match your expectations and wants. Yeah. So, so what, you know, that vision, uh, it just needs to be exciting. I, I, I actually think in the earliest days, you are so um, imprecisely imprecise about what it's actually going to be. So let's put it this way. I'm really excited about building X. You're actually going to end up building X like triple prime. And you don't, you, that's okay. But that's going to be okay with you because by the time you get there, you're going to realize that X was dumb anyway, right? It was sort of correct yeah. somewhat, but you're like, oh, I, I didn't want to go to like Southern California. I wanted to go to Washington. It's still West, but like, I wanted. Them, I didn't even know what I wanted, but like you just have to be excited enough to set out on that journey and go. This is worth going all in for a while and trying to hit this. Um, yeah, and I think you. I mean, you're. I think that's there somewhere, but it's going to come from within, not from your customers, right? Yeah, I think. I I think these like when we do startups, like we just have so many limiting beliefs and like some of us have more than others. And there, there's, I think there's just a lot of stuff like that you just kind of like filter out. Like when yeah. people talk about ways that they want to use reform, for example, like sometimes they're just so like far away from what I want to do that I don't even pay attention to it almost. Mm-hmm. Or, but, but sometimes it's just because they're intimidating, you know? But yeah, so I think I just kind of like need to figure out like what are the most like intimidating things <laughs> that I've like ever like kind of, you know, 
people have talked about or I've thought about or like I've you know just like kind of like come up around reform yeah and what are those and like why are they intimidating and what would it look like if we if we were that more like that yeah that's really good because I don't think like I don't think I I don't mean a vision in like I want to change the world or something like that like that that's not what I mean I mean like the exciting part for me is like the growth and like the the startup really and like the product and like the mm-hmm. yeah i I'll, I'll tell you something about my own journey here which might not be obvious to listeners but like when i set out probably like 12 months ago sort of developed summit from a SaaS tool with a user interface that was powered by a bunch of python code that i'd written and decided you know what what if i created like a a language that users could write or it. I was terrified of that idea because I've never written one of those. I've never done that before. Like that's what like PhDs in computer science do for like master's projects or PhD project. Like I'm not, I've never done that before, but at the same time it was so exciting and it was so, if it worked, it was going to be so, the payoff was going to be so huge that I was like, yeah, I mean, I'm burning through investor money, but at the same time, they don't want they don't want me chasing small ideas and small small pay. You know, they they'd rather have me try for the big thing because again, it's like that one percent chance of a billion dollar outcome is better than a fifty percent chance, or actually, probably it's a two. <laughs> that's probably what it actually is. It's like it's a one percent chance at that really huge thing. It's actually only a five percent chance of a much smaller thing, and like you think you're being smart but the math doesn't really work out, right? <laughs> and and I think um, it's it's intimidating is a good word because I think for those of us that maybe sell ourselves short or maybe don't think of ourselves as like, oh, that's what those companies or people do. I'm just trying to build this little thing. But then these beautiful, golden, powerful ideas maybe are there. We're just not letting ourselves imagine that we could do that. I'll give you one more example Um we're about to launch this platform version now. There's a whole bunch of other steps I'm skipping. Once the platform is live, people are going to be publishing apps. We could go live and just have like, oh, there's like a little list in there of like, you know, templates that people have, you know, that we've made. And I'm sitting there going, okay, we can have a list of templates that we've made. But why don't we have like a list of all the templates that everybody in our user base has made and why don't we imagine one day that people could charge for those and so why don't we just call it a marketplace and why don't we try for a marketplace where people can buy and license these products and templates instead of like we're just gonna make a little cupcake you know it's just a little slice we're gonna be agile you know it's like yes agile and i think jason said this really well agile and execution but the mountain you pick needs to be the right mountain i thought that was really really good too it's like you can have an agile approach to climbing the wrong mountain, but it's still it was still the wrong it's still the wrong one, right? So I think as a team leader, you have to point to the mountain, and you're not telling them you're going to tackle it all on day one, but it needs to be the right one, right? It needs to be big enough and tall enough to to be exciting. Yeah, yeah. I'm kind of thinking right, like like some I feel like some good questions or like prompts or like you know like what if we didn't have to maintain backwards compatibility? What if we didn't have to, you know, ever fix the old stuff again? Or like, what if we could just rebuild everything? Or what if the, like, what if, like, maybe like one intimidating thing could be like, okay, none, like the the people I'm currently working with, they don't have this skill. Okay, what if you work with other people? And I'm not talking about Bjorn right now because he, uh, he knows about everything. (laughs) So... um, (laughs) But it's just like good question to kind of think about like all these like limiting beliefs like, okay, we can't do that because we don't have those skills or like we don't, we have like other commitments or like we've kind of told people that we were this, but like what if, what if people had forgotten that we said that or they didn't care that we said that or like what if we, if they, we cancel all their subscriptions like you did so we don't really owe them anything, yeah. you know, like. Yeah. <laughs> insanity, Peter. Yeah. Freedom is insane. you did something insane. <laughs> yeah. I, that it's funny because uh, there's this is a quote Andy Ratcliffe of Wealthfront and venture capitalists before that. Um, his point about product market fit is that if your current customers aren't appreciating the product that you have, 
change customers or consider changing customers first. Products <laughs> are a lot harder to rebuild and build. Customer groups, though, just try a different one. And that could be, it could be within the same company. You know, it's like, oh, we're trying to sell forms to the whatever person. And then you realize, like, wait a minute, like, those people have options. They have lots of forms. These people are very underserved. They don't have a good form in this specific location or in this specific workflow. Like, that's our customer. Yeah. And it's just this, like you said, get rid of a lot of, you know, go to that island <laughs> mentally and, like, get rid of yeah. all of the, get rid of all the um, imposed limitations, self-imposed yeah. and customer-imposed and see what you come out with. Another one I talked to Rob about uh, on Voxer the other day was like, like what would Reform have to do to charge five hundred dollars a month for it? And it's not, mm. it it doesn't. We don't have to charge five hundred dollars for it for this to work. But it's just, it's just an interesting experience to like, come up with some ideas. <laughs> like, what will people be willing to pay that for? Um, just to like give you a concrete example of something. It's like like I feel like it's maybe a limiting belief. It's like people always ask to like customize everything about the form which is like really frustrating because then a lot of the ideas we had for like what the form should look like kind of disappear right and and it also like it 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 is really hard to build and 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 it's in my head it's like it's difficult to have a simple product where you have all that flexibility and then but then now i'm thinking like but what if that's like, what if we could take like all the product knowledge we have and like spend all our time thinking about if maybe there is actually a way and we could be the tool that figured out a way to let people have a lot of power and, and be able to change like basically all the stuff they wanted. And it, it the product was still simple and easy to use. Mm. And because it's maybe it's not true that it'll mess up the product. Like maybe there is a way to do it. Yeah. Maybe like 2022 is the year to do it, you know? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, this is, it's a space. I mean, forms and form building is such a huge, like horizontal space that the other encouragement, I call it that instead of advice, because you don't have to take it. <laughs> is that, um, even something that's uh, absurdly small, this is kind of my new mantra. I share in a couple of tweets, but like things that are absurdly small or narrow in scope, but just are obscenely pervasive. They're just, they're everywhere. So <laughs> there's a company called Flatfile. I think they're still called Flatfile. It was, it's a CSV uploader startup. And it just allows developers to get rid of that one annoying task of like, collecting a csv and uploading it to your site and parsing it and doing all that work i don't know how they're doing now but they raised like a lot of money and blew up in terms of traction and they're like they were will they were willing to distill condense their vision down to this just intensely concrete narrow thing to start and i feel like forms you're you're similarly like you're so broad it's not just a certain kind of form in a certain workflow in a certain place where it's like 10x better you've got x percent better for all these things so another possibility is that you end up condensing this down to just a really potent you know instance of a form <laughs> and it's something that just everybody needs for a certain or just a lot of people need for a very specific use case um and that becomes the keyhole. I kind of call that the keyhole strategy. It's like that's the keyhole through which you can enter this new world that you want to get into. But it's the willingness to distill it down or condense it down to just this kind of silly, sillily narrow thing. <laughs> Where like, what does your company do? Oh, you know, we make the we make the whatever. And it's like, oh, that's it. It's like, yeah, that's it. But turns out the world needs like. 20 million of these things <laughs> yeah so that's okay you know um yeah i want like i want to be able to like when i meet random people be like when and they ask what to do like you know how when you fill out a form like it does yeah. this sometimes <laughs> we invented that <laughs> exactly exactly so i we actually have family friends and um the grandparents and end up being very very wealthy and we were like at some point 
we know them for like 10 plus years like what do you what do you what's the story here like what 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 actually happened i was like oh grandpa one day he had like these machines or something and he figured out that he could uh cut little pieces of paper and then put like the sticky substance on the other side and he's like well what you mean like stickers they're like yeah you know how like when you go into a department store and there's like those stickers on like bags and items that are like hard to remove or whatever he's like yeah he invented those you're like, wait, what? Like, that's that's it? Like, that's the whole thing? It's like, yeah. They're like, we had an entire factory in our family at one point that just printed out these silly, you know, these little stickers. And you're like, how could you? And then you stop and you look and you're like, I mean, I guess you're like doing the math. You're like, okay. I mean, I guess that is like hundreds of millions of stickers. You know, it's like, it's enough. Like, that's that's enough to meet your goals personally. But it sounds so, like you said, oh, you know how when you do a form sometimes there's these things? People are like, that can't be it. Like, yeah, actually, that's it. That's that's what yeah. we do. It's so great. It's so yeah, great. like an NPS or something. Like, you know when you're like, they ask you from like zero to 10 or one to 10 or something. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we came up with that. <laughs> yeah. No, it's it's great. Um, that reminds me, Bob Moesta, uh, Jobs to be Done, Bob Moesta, he gave a talk at uh, Business of Software. I think he shared this during the talk it's a pretty modest guy he might have said it at dinner but he goes yeah you know how when you're sitting in your car and there's a little triangle on the gas gauge that points the direction that your gas tank is on we have those in the on u.s cars i don't know about we Europe, have them but, okay cool he's like yeah i invented that <laughs> i'm like what wait oh, like that little <laughs> that little like three-sided shape of paint like what do you mean you invented that he's like yeah i was i was uh traveling um with my mentor and uh, we were visiting, I don't know if he was visiting Toyota, uh, a Toyota factory um, or a Honda plant. He did a bunch of work in automotive uh, as a consultant. <laughs> and he, he said, we kept having these annoying moments at gas stations where we were like, we'd pull up and like we'd be on the wrong side or whatever. And so I just thought like, you know, it'd be really handy as if there was. A <laughs> and so then he fought really hard to get it into the car that they were consulting on. And then it just took off. And like, that's literally like his kids, his grandkids are going to one day be like, oh yeah, that was your great, that was your great grandfather. Like that little triangle (laughs) is there because of him. Yeah. The worst Uh, part is like, all he probably made from that was like a good story. (laughs) He got a good story and then that's a, it's a darn good story, but uh, you know, figure out what your little triangle is and you'll have more than a story. (laughs) Yeah. It's good. Yeah. Cool. I I took up the whole time. That was kind of my intention, but uh I love, will. I uh, really maybe you can give us just like a a quick a short version, super quick uh, update on how uh, how the launch is progressing. Yeah, we uh, we have our final draft of pricing. We did one more iteration on it after some feedback from the team. Actually, Peter and John had some feedback on the pricing. We're like, ah, don't know if this really works. So we did a little uh, iteration on that. Really happy with how it's worked out. Um, part of it is usage based for the API and embeddable summit models, which is really exciting to think that we have like expansion revenue built in finally um, beyond seats. And uh, you've seen a bunch of teasers of the new website privately. That is, uh, we're like hacking through the copy right now and sh- planning to go live. The original goal was end of this week. We'll see with some of the pricing integration work. We'll, we're not sure if that's going to happen, but um, yeah, man, we're, we're counting down the days to a general admission launch. I'm going to work on some blog posts, uh, or at least a, I have to have a launch announcement like general admission blog post of some kind. So I need to I need to write that. No sweat. Um, and uh, we had our first sale today. That was Yay. based on the new positioning and value prop and feature set that we're going live with, which is, thank you, so exciting, so exciting. The uh, the 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 starting sale price was is still very modest, but it's twice what ours is today, so twenty four bucks a month to get started, um, and there's expansion opportunities on top of that, but. It was so easy. The, the beautiful thing about the sale, and I shared this in the Tiny Seed Slack, was I did a demo. I now know it was like an 11-minute demo. I now know that it was the seventh minute where I got to the part where I got to the certain screen or part that like suddenly the guy went from like, this is, this is nice, this is interesting, to like, oh, yeah, this is what I've been looking for. Like, how do I get this? <laughs> and yeah. it was like, oh, my gosh, dude. That feels so good. 
It feels so. And that same yeah. uh, same same thing happened today where they're just like, oh, okay, we have to do what to get that? Oh, upgrade? Okay, here's my credit card. Done. Like, give it to me. I'm like, oh my gosh. Yeah, yeah there's nothing better than a, a, a demo or a sales call <laughs> turning into a help me buy this. Yes, exactly. And then I help actually me pick after the, the f- right plan and help me check check this out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like stop talking. I understand what this is. I get it now. I can I get this other guy. Actually, he's in the other room. Can I just grab him? He'll sit right here, and we'll just start. Yeah. We'll just buy it right now and start working on it. I'm like, wow, this is different. You know, I've been spending, I've been taking taking eighty percent of the same tech that was missing these final couple features, and I've been selling the heck out of it for. Uh, over for a year <laughs> with you know modest results to be able to just show something and somebody goes like i want to buy this right now is um it was it's because of a bunch of those you know stones or a bunch of those rocks that we that we bet on this year so it's taken us six months of uh as a february through july of product development but now our our sales are so much easier so do you feel like Hopefully you have a good way to reach these people uh, I've, I've written down all those thoughts. I believe we do. I believe we know who they work with and what they, we know who they are, what their job titles are. We know the tools they use and we know the tools that they're using. So in this case, Summit's going to go inside a landing page. We're going to power a calculator inside a landing page. We know the landing page tools they're using to create these, to create these landing pages. We know the yeah. low code, no code tools. So we really just have to go to those forums and communities of people who use those tools and just aggressively market into those groups and make sure that, you know, those people know about us as, hey, if you use this tool, you're going to love this tool. It's, you know, super complimentary. Like, it's for you. It's for the same person. You're, you're our person. Um, so I, that's not exactly the same as being able to just fire up some Google ads. But the fact that we know where to find them as, like, a outbound organic, like, seeding effort feels like a good start yeah that's awesome yeah so here we go um more (laughs) soon and i can't wait to launch the site so yeah there's my update in four minutes (laughs) good job thank you yeah i appreciate your uh hearing me out (laughs) on my stuff I, i i love the topic um obviously we need to link to the article and uh it's thought provoking for sure so hopefully we all benefit Cool. I'll think about cool, it. Man. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Talk to you later. Thank Good you. Good to see you again. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.